Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Amen. This first psalm that we sung just a few minutes ago serves as a fitting introduction to the entire Psalter. It begins, Blessed is the man. And the Hebrew here can be read as an exclamation. Oh, the blessedness of, or oh, the happiness of the man. It's a beatitude. It's a beatitude that first states what the blessed man does not do. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The blessed man does not walk in the counsels of the ungodly. The blessed man does not conform himself to the principles of the godless. The blessed man pays no heed to the wisdom of this world. The blessed man does not order his days according to the advice given out by those who are completely disconnected from the only and true wisdom of God. The blessed man does not stand in the path of sinners. The world's wisdom and the course of the lives of those who are of the world is built on shifting sand. Not so for the blessed man. Not so for that one who lives and moves and has his being firmly set on the immovable foundation of the Word of God, the Son of God. The prayer of the blessed man is that he be protected from the great shame and vice of misbelief and despair that comes from the rootlessness of this world and all of its lies. Because the blessed man loves God, loves God's wisdom, he also cannot sit in the seat of the scornful, those whose derision is aimed at the only one who can rescue them from everything that ails them. The value of God's word is proven by the character of those who oppose God's word, the wicked and the scorners. There is, here in this first psalm, and really should be, in the lives of the children of God, a sharp contrast, a plainly evident distinction between those who despise God, who despise God's Word, and those who love God's Word, those who love Him. The blessed man's delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. The blessed man occupies his days and nights in all he does with God's law, not in the world's foolishness, not in the rebellion of the world against God's law. If I hear this word law here, think only of the law in the narrow sense, law as opposed to the gospel, or Law as only demand. Law as condemning word of judgment. But in this context, here in this first psalm, the law has a much broader sense. It refers to 
the entire perfect will and counsel of God, including his chief will, his chief desire for our lives, namely to save us from ourselves, to save us from what we have made of ourselves, to save us from our sin and from our great enemy, the devil, to save us indeed from this sinful world. That's the gospel. So when we see law here in the very beginning of this first psalm, we really need to understand both the law and the gospel. The law is instruction here. It is teaching in all things. Or we'd more commonly say the word of God. Blessed is the man who delights in the word. The blessed man's delight, though, is not in some random word. It's not in some random law, but in the law of the Lord. It's not some anonymous book, some impersonal law code. These aren't the gathered thoughts of Hammurabi, but it is the law of the Lord. It is the law of the one God who is where all other gods really are not. It is the law of that one who has written your name on the palm of his hand from before the foundations of the world. It is the word of the God who made his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, your fathers. This is the God who remembers his promises always. The one who acts in history so that he might save you. So this is the law of the Lord. The will and wisdom of the God whose plans and promises have all been fulfilled now in the person of his only and his beloved son, Jesus Christ. That same word made to be flesh. And this one, this one has made God to be known to us. This one has brought us into the new covenant, a covenant sealed with his holy, his treasured blood. That same blood shed Golgotha as a sacrifice for our sin. Your Christ lived and died and rose again in your own history to save you, to make you his own forever regardless of what may come in this world. This Jesus is the law of the Lord made flesh, is himself the very wisdom of God walking around and speaking to people face to face. This phrase, the law of the Lord, moves us far beyond some nebulous concept of a generic God somewhere up there, out there, maybe, possibly, Rather, the law of the Lord speaks the perfect will of a personal God who has acted for us concretely in the cross of his Son, Jesus Christ. That he does this just for you, just for me. That we know and trust in the God who seeks us, who saves us, who speaks to us in his word still. That's the reason why we too are called blessed. And 
That's the reason why we too delight in the law of the Lord and are named, in fact, here in this first psalm. Yet, yet for all of this, there are times, and there is a constant temptation not to delight in the law of the Lord. Bored with it. Or your life becomes what you have convinced yourself is so busy that you don't have time for it, or you tell yourself that, I don't know if I really need the wisdom of the almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing creator of all things very much for my day-to-day life. Maybe it's something, but not really here. Dear friends in Christ, consider yourselves dead to this way of thinking. Consider yourselves as you really are, alive to God's own wisdom with a knowledge of his will for you in Christ Jesus. Put away these former ways of thinking. Don't listen to the devil's lies. Do not listen to the wisdom of this world, which is utter foolishness. Apart from the precious law of the Lord, you will dry up. And you will die. There are streams of living water. That does not have to be your fate. These streams of living water are freely here for us. We have been given a new birth by the Holy Spirit and indeed have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in us. A profound thing to ponder from time to time, if you will. The new man that we are by this new birth resonates with this word of God, loves this law of God, delights in this word of God, meditates on it night and day. It is who we truly are. In the law of God, you find your life. In the law of God, you find your Savior. Find that one who loves you more than he loved his own life. Knowing this, remembering this, day and night, night and day, constantly, all of the time, you are drawn to and you draw from this precious word. You are like a tree planted by streams of water, just as the streams supply the tree with nourishment that it so desperately needs. Nourishment that it needs and must have or will die, so does the law of the Lord supply you with what you need to live and indeed to thrive in this sinful and this fallen world. The life fed with the word flourishes. doesn't just get by. But the ungodly are not but are like the shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The wicked have no use whatever for the word of God, and are 
dried up and are driven away by the chaff of the wind. No root below, no fruit above, and in the end, they are discarded. Like the branch that does not remain on the vine, they are cut off from the source of life, dead apart from For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. There are only two ways. There is the way of righteousness, and there is the way of the ungodly. Two ways, two roads, two paths running in opposite direction. One way delights him. One way meditates upon the law of the Lord, loves the word of God. The other way here has no use for it. One way is blessed by God. One way knows his own. One way knows that that God watches over him, cares for them, purely out of his love, his favor. This other way, the way of the world, it is a way that leads only to destruction. The way of the ungodly will perish eternally. God save us from this. The warning here is not from me. The warning here is from God himself. Believe him. Believe his word, which warns you away from this wrong path. You cannot make it on your own. You will stumble and you will fall. Thanks be to God that you are not alone. Not alone on this path. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that Christ, your Savior, picks you up, kicks you in the pants from time to time, takes you all the way, drags you sometimes with Him until you reach your heavenly reward, to be with Him forever. It is His Word. It is the Word of life that restores you on this path, sustains you in its wisdom. There is no other way to be blessed. Hold God's word sacred. Gladly hear it. Gladly learn it. Delight in it. Meditate on this word day and night. Well supplied by the life-giving word of God, then. Bear the fruits of faith. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus to life and the Thank you.